Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 25. Today, we're going to be talking with Mia Harbor, who is a mother of two and had a home birth with her second child. I do want to give a heads up that there is a complication in this birth as well, but it also goes very smoothly. Her midwife takes care of it, but I like to say that on the front end so that if anybody is trying to keep a bubble of peace the last few weeks of pregnancy, just go into it knowing that there's um, an issue with her bleeding that gets taken care of. But she does describe it pretty vividly, so I just wanted to make sure that you knew that in case you also are listening with little ears. So before we jump into Mia's interview, I want to give some quick thank yous and shout outs. I have a reviewer of the week, and that is Disney Princess 629 who said, I just found this podcast last week. I'm a mom of two and one on the way and have been a doula for three years and a home birth midwife assistant for six months. It's amazing to hear such positive stories of birthing people of all backgrounds. We need more stories like these to become mainstream, unlike the way media tries to portray birth. I'll be sharing this podcast with anyone looking to hear positive birth stories. Thank you so much for your iTunes review, Disney Princess 629. And if you will send me an email at Caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I will be sending you a happy home birth podcast sticker. And guys, don't forget that if you will leave a review, then you have an opportunity to become the reviewer of the week and receive a sticker. So thank you guys for doing that. Also, don't forget to stop where you are right now listening to this episode and take a screenshot and upload it to your Instagram stories, tagging Happy Home Birth Podcast. I will be sure to mention you in my stories and give you a shout out. I love that that is going on so strong. And if you haven't heard my interview on Wise Traditions with Hilda Labrada-Gore, who was on our show just a few weeks ago, then head on over to her podcast and give that a listen. On that note, I would love to welcome all of our new listeners that we've gained since doing that uh, collaboration with Wise Traditions. So thank you guys for being a part of this show, and I'm so excited to have you. I do want to stop and let you guys know that I am like what, 38 weeks pregnant now? 30, yeah, 38 weeks pregnant as this is coming out. And I'm going to be doing a pregnancy update podcast sometime this week, hopefully, unless unforeseen, I do go into labor, Um, but had a blessing way this weekend. I would love to tell you guys all about that. So be looking around Wednesday, probably for that episode, that bonus episode to air. But let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Mia. Remember that the opinions of my guests are not necessarily reflections of my own opinions and that neither one of us are giving medical advice. So this does not take the place of your doctor or if you're like me, your chiropractor. So sit back and enjoy, guys. Mia, thank you so much for coming on Happy Home Birth. I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited too. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners. So I am Mia. I am first a mother to my two boys. Um, I've been with my fiance for seven years and yeah. 
Very nice. Now, before we started recording, you were telling me that with your first child, you did not use a midwife. You didn't have a home birth, or actually, I don't know if you used a midwife or not, but you didn't have a home birth. So what was your first experience like? I'd love to know how that compares with your second birth. So I come from like a pretty natural minded family. Um, like some of my aunts had home births and stuff. Um, I just wasn't super educated on it at first. Um, and so when I got pregnant, um, you know, I just went to the doctor cause that's what you do. And, um, just completely plan for a hospital birth. Um, I had a really, really great hospital birth. Honestly, there was nothing that sticks out as terrible. It just wasn't, it just wasn't as, um, I don't know. It just wasn't what I think a home birth would have done for me. Um, because it just was kind of long and tedious. And, and I got to experience a friend's home birth. Um, I videoed her home birth about eight months after my first birth. And I was like, yeah, this is the way to go. I'm never doing it any other way. Yeah. So, it's, it's crazy how once you experience one and see one, it kind of changes your life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, that's so neat. So, so your first birth though was a good experience. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, it was really fulfilling for a hospital birth, I think. Well, that's wonderful. And so what was the transition like when you, after you saw your friend have this home birth, what was your next step? So it was never something that I ever thought that I was going to be so passionate about. Um, I knew that once I had my first, I like loved the process of birth because I, I did it naturally. I felt so great after I did it. I felt like superwoman and, um, but then once I saw her, it was like, it would have just completed like my birth experience. I think that's really neat. So when did you become pregnant with your second? How old was your first? Uh, right after his one year party. So I, yeah, he was 13 months when I found out. So, okay. Gotcha. So it really wasn't that long after you experienced that home birth that you no. got pregnant again. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, what was that like? Where did you go from there? How'd you find your care provider? So I actually went with a midwife that was my friend's midwife. Okay. Um, I just felt a really great connection with her. Like we had similar beliefs and, um, I just grew to love her and how she handled her home birth because so my friend that, um, I was at her home birth, I actually did. I wasn't there for her birth because I didn't make it in time and neither did the midwife, but I got to see the midwife and at the home visit and just see her in that relaxed setting and how knowledgeable she was. And, and then seeing her come in when it was game time after the baby was born, it was like, she just did her job, got it all done. And it just like my respect grew for her. Um, so I'm sure it was stressful, um, on my friends and not, not having the people there that she thought were going to be there, but she did great. And I think it kind of, it, it, it made me more aware that like home birth isn't a scary thing. Like she did it without her midwife even there. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point that, I mean, you know, most of the time birth works perfectly. And of course there yeah. are times when it doesn't, but yeah, that's a great way to think about that. And I also love the fact that you went to a home birth. You didn't actually see the birth, but even just that was enough for you to be like, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah. And I walked in like 
like probably not even 10 minutes after he was born. And then two minutes behind me was the midwife and her assistant. So I feel like I still got like the fresh, yes, fresh end of it. Definitely. Yep. I had a few friends that, uh, planned to, to be at my birth and didn't make it because the pushing phase was much quicker than expected. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, so you knew your midwife, you felt connected with her. That's why you chose her. What was the prenatal experience like at that point? So I honestly procrastinated so long. I did not start my prenatal appointments until I was 20 weeks. Okay. Um, (laughs) Halfway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, my prenatal experience was good. I just feel like I was educating myself along the way. So I didn't, I didn't feel overwhelmed and I feel like I was making an educated decision before, um, I decided to, before I ever got pregnant, I knew that I was going to have a home birth. So when the time came, I felt excited and at ease with the pregnancy. So Oh, that's neat. And what kind of things did you do for education? Um, I joined like a couple Facebook groups, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, every afternoon when I would scroll through my feed, it was like another post of, you know, a a home birth story. And it was just encouraging. Um, And then I watched, um, I watched like some Ina May videos and stuff and, um, Yeah. I just feel like some just basic information. Yeah. And I do feel like, I mean, I'm in a number of the kind of home birth and natural uh, birth groups on Facebook and it is really informative. Not only like, Oh, we just had this home birth, but moms really go into detail about what's going on prenatally, what happens at the birth. So that actually is a really well-rounded way to learn about the birth process. Yeah. 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 I agree. Oh, very cool. Well, I'd love to hear your birth story about, uh, with your second child, with your home birth. Yeah. So it went a lot slower than my first, my first, I guess I should give you a little bit of background on my first or my first birth. Um, so with my first, um, my water broke and that's what started labor. And I called, um, I called triage and said, Hey, my water broke. And they said, okay, the on-call doctor will call you back. So I never got a call back. A few hours passed. I called back. I called them back again. And they're like, Oh, if your water broke, you need to come in. So I just kind of took my time. I did some laundry, packed a bag and, um, went to the hospital. And it just seemed like it was a slow process because I felt like I had things to get done while I was in labor. So I had to go in, I had to check in through triage, which, ta- which takes a while. And then they had to go get me in my, my room. And then I wanted a, I wanted a tub to labor and they don't let you birth it at, in tubs in this hospital, but I wanted a tub. And so they I had to bring the tub in my pieces and then get it all set up. And then there was something wrong with the water line in my room. So we had to wait for maintenance to come up and fix it. And then finally, when the tub got filled, that's when I could focus on laboring. Mm -hmm. So, um, looking back at it now, the hours passed by like minutes and it just went really fast once my mind was ready to do the work. So, um, I labored for probably three or four hours in the tub. Um, I got out for them to check me and I was about nine and a half centimeters dilated. They said just a few more contractions and I should be ready to push. And this is where it got more difficult for me because I was laying on my back and I wasn't in a place where I was comfortable. The lights were bright and 
it was just a, like a lot of hustle and bustle nurses coming in and out, checking on me, the OB coming in and out, checking on me. And, um, that's when I feel like it kind of messed with my funk just a little bit. Um, so I ended up pushing for three hours when he came out, he was wrapped up in his cord a little bit. So I kind of wish that I had a little more, um, like options on positions that I could have pushed in instead of just being in a bed. Right. Um, which I kind of think a lot of people feel like that, um, after the, ex- after the experience. So my second birth was completely different. Um, I woke up at 3 AM with some contractions that were different. I was having Braxton Hicks for weeks and, um, I woke up at three and which ironically is when my fiance was coming to bed because oh. he works nights. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, Perfect. you can't, you can't go to sleep because I'm having contractions. Sorry about it. So he was like, okay, today's the day we're going to have a baby. So we got up and just kind of straightened up the house a little bit. And, um, I was like, maybe I should eat something. And then I was tracking my contractions and they were about five minutes apart lasting for only like 30 seconds or so but they were consistent. So an hour later I called my midwife and I said, okay, I'm going to have a baby today. I don't know how soon, but she was like, okay, well, um, today's the day you need to sleep. Just go try to go to sleep, eat something, go to sleep. So I said, okay. And I couldn't go to sleep, but finally about an hour later I could. So I ended up laying down and getting comfortable and I was able to sleep for like four hours or so. And then my son woke me up in the morning And, um, and so I got up, had like a normal day, normal contractions throughout the day. It was, um, still pretty consistent, probably every five minutes or so I was able to get a a small nap in when he did. Um, so I went to the grocery store because I just had to get pretty much everything in my house. I felt like I was out of everything. So, and it wasn't something that someone could do for me and I didn't feel comfortable leaving my house for probably the next week or so. So I just went and got it done. And I remember running down an aisle. My, we were checking out my son runs away. He's, he was 20 months old. Of course he, um, runs away from us. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I'm running down an aisle chasing after him. And then I'm like having contraction and I'm like, God, people probably think I'm crazy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I labored pretty much all day. Um, I went home, I fell asleep for like maybe 20 minutes and then I got back up, um, because things started to pick up and it was something that I couldn't really sleep through anymore. So I think since I was so busy, um, just trying to relax that day, I didn't nourish my body the way that I should. So I didn't really eat a lot that day. Plus I wasn't hungry. I I don't get very hungry when I'm in labor. So I didn't eat, I didn't drink a lot. And that comes back (laughs) to bite me in the butt later. Um, so I was in touch with my midwife the whole, um, the whole day. And she was just checking on me. And so about seven 30 or so I called my mom or about seven. Cause she got in my, she got to my house about seven 30. Um, she, I said, come on over. I'm going to need your help. Um, so my mom got there. I called my midwife and I said, you start coming this way now. And she was like, well, you're talking through your contractions. So I'm going to call you back and check on you in like half an hour. (laughs) And then maybe, maybe 15 minutes later, my mom called and was like, she can't talk anymore. She needs you to come. (laughs) So 
um, I had, I had a really awesome birth team. Um, yeah, I had a really great birth team. So my aunt, she's had home births. Um, she's got five kids. My mom has four kids and I feel like having their support and guidance during my first, I, I felt like I couldn't live without it for my second. So they were there. Um, I had my two cousins who I'm actually over here now and they're playing with my babies. Um, yeah, they're like my best friends. We're all just a couple of years apart. And so I had them there helping take care of my son. And then I had my little sister who's six years old. She wanted to be there. So oh, I wow. said, yeah, come to the party. <laughs> it's a birth, it's a birthday. It's a birthday yeah, party. Exactly. So, um, she was there. So they were kind of playing with the kids and stuff. And, um, I have worked with this photographer. So I, I've done like some modeling for her, but I've worked with this photographer for, like five years. And so I just love our collaboration. She was my go-to for my home birth photographer. She was there. And then, um, my midwife, um, a second midwife and then an assistant. So it was a party in my house for sure. And my fiance was there taking care of me too. So it was definitely a party. So everyone got there about 9 PM by 9 PM. Really. Um, I was able to labor on a yoga ball for a little while. Um, And I really, what helped me most through contractions, um, this time was I was listening to worship music and just trying to sing through them, Mm. which I, yeah, I loved my first one. I just listened to like a hypno track, um, and some like whole tones and calming music. But this time I needed something to like take my mind off of it completely. Um, cause I, progressed a lot faster than I did last time. So, um, so yeah, I sang and bounced on the ball for a little while and my midwife kept telling me to pee. So every time I go to the toilet, um, I wouldn't pee. And she was like, you know what? I think you're just a little overstimulated because there are so many people here. Why don't you try to just go, um, side lay on your bed with Tommy and get comfortable and, um, we'll just come in and check on you. So I laid in there for probably two hours and just worked through the contractions. And then she came in every like probably 30 minutes or so. And, um, when she, when she came and checked on me, she was like, listen, if you don't pee, I'm going to catheter you. Mm. And I was like, no, thanks. And she was like, so I can give you a catheter or we can check and see how dilated you are. I said, okay, let's just check and see how dilated I am. So she checked me and she was like, you are fully dilated. You can go get in the tub and push your baby out. And I was like, wow, that was so fast. That's crazy. So did you have any, had you had any urges at that point to push or, or I was, yeah, I did. I, and I felt it was weird because I felt wrong for pushing Mm. in my mind. I was like, don't fight against it. Don't, don't push against the pain. You need to just let it do its job. So uh, I think she came in at a pretty great time okay. um, to check me because I probably would have had the baby in the bed if she right. came in any later. <laughs> so um, she said, yeah, get in the water and push your baby out. So I got in the tub and about five pushes later, I had a baby. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a really fast one. What about with yeah. your first birth? Did you push? You know, you said three hours. Yeah, I pushed for three hours and that was so different because 
with my first, I was in the bed laying on my back. This, my second, I was in the water mm-hmm. on my knees and that was so much more comfortable. And I think that's why he came out so much easier too, I is bet. because I was in a more comfortable position and I was in the water. That just makes a huge difference. I think so too. I, I had my, my daughter in the water and I just feel like I can't imagine it any other way at this point. But yeah, I, I have a question about that. So when you were in the hospital, were they directing your pushing or... <laughs> Did they just let you do it kind of how you wanted? Um, they let me do it how I wanted because I had such hands-on help. My aunt okay. was there coaching me. My mom was coaching me through my pushes. And so they just kind of were like, that's oh, gotcha. She's yeah. She's getting what she needs from them. Right. So, okay, cool. Yeah. That's just such a, that's such a difference in time that, that shows you, you know, <laughs> laying on your back, yeah. always the easiest way to get a baby out. No. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. And how neat to have such a supportive group around you for that time. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. I just, they were praying over me the whole time. And um, my photographer got some pictures of my cousin sitting on the couch meditating. And I love oh. those pictures because it's just so her. She's just a little hippie. And it, it really like made me feel peaceful and like loved by her that she was just sitting there and that's so soaking up sweet. the energy. I love that. Yeah. I hope that you'll send me some of those pictures that I can share with everybody. Yes. Yes, I will. But that's incredible. And you know, I love um, you, that you were saying you really relied on your worship music. I've heard a number of moms lately saying that, and I will also take recommendations. You can send this to me later of songs <laughs> to add to my playlist because I went to a home birth of a mom not too long ago that had like the most amazing worship playlist in the world. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could so give birth to this so easily. Yeah, yeah. It was so, so, it was so different. And I think I'm in a different place in my journey with Christ than I was when I had my son. Mm -hmm. I've always been a Christian, but it's just, you know, I've progressed further being a mother and, um, and so, yeah, with my first, I bought just like a, uh, hypno birthing track on Amazon. And I had that playing in the background. And then I also had some whole tones, which is, um, just like really calm, like meditation music. Right. Um, so I had that playing in the background with my first, but then yeah, worship, worship. And I didn't plan that. So I was just like, so with my second one, I, I said, Tommy, why don't, why don't you get some music going? And then he's like trying to get whole tones on. And I was like, no, I want to hear some Hill song or something like that. I need to, I need to worship right now. So, Oh man, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, so tell me about your postpartum care. What was that like? You had all of these people surrounding you. So I guess I should cut to right after the baby was born. So we didn't know that we were having a boy. I was 110% sure that it was a girl. (laughs) And um, (laughs) yeah, I knew that I was having a boy with my first, um, we didn't find out, but you know, I just knew. And so I felt so confident that I was having a girl this time. And when he came out, I was holding him and, um, I reached down and felt balls and my, <laughs> I could not believe it. And when I send you the pictures, you'll see my face. Cause I was in shock. Oh my my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> um, So yeah, that was a total surprise. Um, anyway, I had the placenta, got out of the tub, moved to, um, the bed and I had started to hemorrhage. I was just bleeding and bleeding. 
And, um, my midwife was trying everything. She gave me some Hemhalt, which is an herbal supplement to help your uterus contract. So, um, they gave me that and that didn't help. And she was like, well, maybe your bladder is full because you have, you haven't peed. Oh yeah. Um, and it's pushing down on something and causing you to bleed more. So I'm going to give you a catheter. So they did give me a catheter and then, so they were kind of opening me up to look in my vagina and see if they could see where the bleeding was coming from, mm-hmm. see if maybe I had torn a cervix, my cervix or something. And so they were looking and they couldn't find anything. So she was like, we're not playing. And she gave me a shot of Pitocin and she gave me three Cytotec rectally and, um, a few more minutes passed and I was just still bleeding. And so, um, she said, someone called 911. We need to, we need to transport. So my mom called 911 and ambulance came and picked me up. And, um, my midwife was like, okay, you need to put together a hospital bag because you, you could have to say if worse comes to worse, you could have to stay. Someone needs to get clothes for the baby. You need to get him in his car seat. And I was like, no way. He is not going in the car seat. He's just riding on me because the whole time he was on my chest. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, he hadn't moved. And so she was like, okay, but when the ambulance comes here, they're going to tell you that you can't um, take him. And I said, well, I'll just throw a fit because he's not going away from me. And she said, okay. And so um, when the EMTs came in, um, my midwife, April, she was just like, this is what we did. You know, we, uh, we gave her Pitocin and Cytotec and, um, she was still bleeding. So we just need to take her in and see what's going on. Um, I don't remember how it was brought up, but they said something about what to do with the baby. And I said, he's coming with me. And they're like, he's not allowed to ride on your chest. And I said, well, I'll, yeah, he, he is going to ride on my chest. So <laughs> sorry. And he was like, you know, if something happens, if we get in a wreck, if someone hits us, like we can't be liable. And then my midwife just said, she claims liability. And I said, yep, I do. And, and they were like, okay. Wow. Good for no you. One, yeah. No one usually does that, but all right. So, um, I feel like I honestly probably would have went into panic if I didn't have my baby on me. Yeah. I totally <laughs> because, understand. Yeah. I was, I was really calm the whole time and I, I had such like strong reassurance um, because the baby was okay. It was like, the baby is fine because he's fine. I don't really care what happens after that. Yeah. That was like anchoring you. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and I, I, I tend to have like more of an eternal perspective just in life in general. So, um, I knew that everything was going to be fine. I didn't really care what was going to happen right that second. So, so yeah, I, uh, got in the ambulance. Um, Tommy sat up front, we got to the hospital and, um, April, my midwife came in and while we were waiting for the OB to come down from the maternity floor, she checked me again and she was like, man, your bleeding is so much better. She was like, <sighs> honestly, they're just going to send you home. <laughs> of course. Like, oh, that is great. <laughs> that is great. Honestly. So the OB came down and April was like, she honestly looks really good. I'll let you check her. So, um, before I had said they were like looking to see, mm-hmm. um, if they could see where the bleeding was coming from, well, the OB, she, she was going to feel and see if she could feel where the bleeding was coming from. Okay. And that was the worst pain that I've ever been through in my entire life. Oh no. I can imagine yeah. that would be horrible. It, 
Oh yeah. It felt like she was like forearm deep in my vagina. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. So even though she only had two fingers in there, she was like pushing hard and feeling deep, you know, but it was pretty excruciating. I mean, way worse than childbirth. I'll have a million babies if that's what it felt like. So yeah. So yeah, she was feeling around. My cervix was intact. Everything like looked fine. My bleeding had slowed down and looked completely normal. So they did give me fluids, ID fluids. Okay. And that is, I think what helped me so much is because like before I said that I didn't really eat or drink that day, that's why I didn't pee. And so I think my body was just like really dehydrated. Yeah. And, and I just, bet your uterus was tired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that makes so much sense. So well, the energy that I didn't have, um, yeah, I didn't have any more energy in my body from food or water to like help me. Right. Contract. Well, did you end up having to be like completely admitted? Did you have to stay overnight or did you get to get out? Nope. She checked me. Um, she said, you're fine. They stitched me up there and then I got to go home. Oh, good. That's wonderful. Yeah. So it was like an all night thing. Definitely labor was cause everyone was there by 9 PM. The baby was born just after midnight. And then we were back home in bed from the hospital by 5 AM. So oh, wow. Yeah. I'm really grateful that it turned out so smoothly. Yeah. And you know what I love about your story is that, okay, it's not perfect. Of course, things happen. Things go Mm -hmm. unplanned. You bled too much, but your midwife took such control. She took care of you in the best ways, starting off with the least invasive method, like using herbs. And then she realized, okay, this is picking up. We need to do something more. So she did the Pitocin and the Cytotec and... And then she realized, okay, yep, this is too much. We need to send you in. That is exactly what people need to hear, that it doesn't always have to be 100% perfect at a home birth. Your midwife knows what's going on and is going to do the right thing and send you in when you need to be sent in. Yeah. And I think that's such um, an important detail that people don't, um, like when they think about home birth, like they think it's just some lady that comes and like, boils water and like you fill up a tub and, and you know, it it just seems like a really strange, like hippie thing to do. And not, not many people are educated on it, but she was just so in control of the situation. And I trusted her that, um, that I didn't feel any sort of panic in the situation at all. And so I'm really grateful that I had her to take control of the situation. That's beautiful. Yeah. And and that's a really good point too. It's like, okay, so your midwife is a medical professional, but she also is so in tune maternally. Like you're so close to her and connected and you can trust her. So it does make even somewhat emergent situations go so much smoother and have much better outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. Well, now with all of that that went on, what was the rest of your postpartum like? Did you recover pretty pretty well? Did you get some good rest? Yeah, I did. Um, I had so much help. I just have a really great support system and family. Mm -hmm. So, um, my fiance didn't take any time off work. It was just like, because I had so many people around me to help. Um, yeah, my mom was there every day for like the first week Mm. and yeah, it was, she's just awesome. So, Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you had such a wonderful, supportive family there and you were able to get the care that you needed. Yeah. Yeah, Now, how old are your babes now? So Everett, my first, he is 21 months, 22 months, sorry. 
Um, so the, my, yeah. And then, um, August, the newborn, he is not a newborn anymore. He's almost two months old. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. And I'm sure he's like hitting growth spurt after growth spurt at this point. I know he's already in size two diapers and he's, he's not even two months old yet. And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I know. Right. <laughs> like I thought, and I just had a friend that had twins. And so I thought that I had a newborn. And then last week I went to go visit her and like, she has these itty bitty, like six pound babies. And I'm like, Oh my God, what happened to mine? That's not what I have. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, you'll just have to do it again and you can come back on the podcast and tell us about the third birth too. <laughs> I will. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. Well, Mia, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a pleasure to hear your story. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. Another episode in the books, my friends. And wasn't it such a good one? So I want to just jump into our episode roundup right here at the end. I have a few things that really stood out to me with Mia's episode. The first thing was how the body works so much better when given space to work. During Mia's hospital birth, she ended up pushing for three hours lying on her back. With her second birth, she was in a pool of water on her knees and her baby was out within just a few pushes. Position makes such a difference. The second thing, always always, always advocate for yourself or have someone present who will. When Mia had to be transported for bleeding, she made sure that her baby was able to stay with her the entire time. So clearly she knows the importance of postpartum skin to skin and bonding. She stood up for herself and her baby and kept him with her at all times, even when it was considered unconventional. So as home birth mothers or natural childbirth mothers in general. I guess we just have to get used to the label of unconventional, but let's suck it up and, and do our best to live it out to the fullest. The third thing is that having a happy home birth does not mean everything has to go perfectly. It's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. Sometimes things are going to go awry. The happy home birth experience is being supported and surrounded by care providers that you trust to keep your health and safety. And I'm not only talking about physical safety, but mental and emotional because it's just as important as the top priority. So sometimes this includes a hospital transport. Sometimes it just includes a hospital birth. That's where you decide to give birth. But just making sure that you are keeping that in mind, that your care providers and the experience that you have are so important to your mental, physical, emotional state. So that is all that I have for you this week, guys. I hope that you love this episode. I know that I did. I'm looking forward to getting back with you guys soon. Like I said, check out maybe on Wednesday and see if there's a new episode up that's just kind of a pregnancy update. And other than that, I will see you back next week.